welcome everyone to Films with Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. What's up, everyone? I know, two Just Me and Jess episodes in a row. It's like the olden days. It's like (laughs) back in the, it's like five years ago. Uh, Tonight, we are doing Vengeance, the new-ish 2022 movie. That's right, it's from last year. Uh, I actually saw it then, and we were going to catch up on it, but we never got around to it, and then I forgot about it, and then just said she saw it recently, and I'm like, oh, I meant to talk about that on the show. I thought it would be something to talk about, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just how did you how did you stumble across Vengeance? Um, I was on an airplane, and I needed something to watch, and a lot mm. of my streaming services are getting cheaper and cheaper, so now I think my only downloadable option is Prime. So I went oh. on Prime. I know I can't download from Netflix. I don't think I can download from Hulu. I don't know even know if you can download on Max. Maybe you can. But anyway, I, I went know. on Prime trying to find something. And it just kind of caught my attention. It got high ratings. The genre was drama, thriller. The description said um, something about like a murder. And I'm like, all right, this is a good plain watch. It'll keep me entertained and make the plane ride go by faster. So that's how I chose it. There you go. That's a good uh, good start. And, and as is your usual, I'm sure you checked the high Rotten Tomatoes score of 81 to 86%. And uh, the runtime is under two hours. So I'm sure yep. that had nothing so to again, do with the, the choice. All process of elimination. <laughs> I just checked all my boxes. And a 6.8 on IMDb. I don't know if we've said it yet, but it's directed and written by BJ Novak, who is probably most famous from The Office. He was Ryan, who was the temp, and then the CFO, and then a loser, and I don't know. He had this character had an interesting arc on that show. But he was also a writer and producer on that show, and at the time, he was in his, like, early to mid-twenties. Like, he was in his, like, mid-twenties. Very young guy. So he was always referred to as, like, the wonderkin and, like, up-and-comer. And And, uh, he hasn't made... He's made other stuff. Like, he made a TV show. Uh, He's been a producer on a lot of things. But this, I believe, is his directorial debut from last year. And, uh, yeah, I give you the give you the lowdown on the points and stuff. I don't think I read the synopsis, though. A journalist and podcaster travels from New York City to Texas to investigate the death of a woman whom he hooked up with. So there you go. It's uh, BJ Novak playing, I think, a version of himself that people imagine. I don't know if it's actually how he is, but I... BJ Novak is playing a character that I imagine people imagine he is. So if yeah, you haven't I, seen I it, I would say like this is more or less his personality, like the, the yeah. writer, the, the liberal New Yorker kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Podcaster, the casual relationships. Yeah. So BJ Novak movie. There you go. It's on a plane and uh, you can download it on Amazon Prime. And uh, I, I looked at it before this. It's, it's actually I didn't see it streaming anywhere free presently i saw it on vod for a couple bucks here and there but um yeah it's 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 pretty readily available and not too expensive so if you haven't seen it we're gonna spoil it here now and as i said vengeance it's about this guy ben uh manolowitz just call him ben and he's new york city journalist he lives the metropolitan life he's got casual relationships he's friends with uh john mayer 
And <laughs> in the very early on in the movie, he gets a call from the brother of a girl he hooked up with saying that she has died. And apparently this girl has told her whole family about him and how they are inseparable and he is so awesome and such an interesting, awesome New York boyfriend. And so uh, through some arm twisting, BJ Novak's character is forced to go out to the funeral in Texas in some town that's eight hours away from Dallas. Well, it's three hours from some tiny town and then it's five hours from that (laughs) even tiny town. Yeah, the way he described where it was was hilarious, but it's very west, west, west. West Texas. Yeah, is it Austin? That's another city. That's another country. Dallas? That's not <laughs> Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this guy, they live in Podunk, Texas. And uh, he goes out there, he goes to the funeral, he talks to the family, and he realizes these are some interesting kind of weirdo characters. And he starts to get an idea. He's like, hmm girl died and it finds out maybe mysterious circumstances and maybe not but either way this family is kind of eccentric kind of wild maybe this could be my this american life this could be my serial this could be my big new york podcast moment and so he calls up his boss Issa Rae, and Issa Rae is like yeah it's good enough and so he decides to stay there and investigate the murder of this woman and the town and all of the underlying deep meanings uh they're at and one of the main characters in this is also ashton kutcher in a cowboy hat <laughs> so i will leave it at that jess what'd you think of vengeance um, I, so the first scene was John Mayer, like you said, John Mayer and, um, Ben. And I thought to myself, I'm like, that really looks like John Mayer. And I didn't think it was, I thought it was just a lookalike. <laughs> Until I, like, just look like. looked at it on my phone, I'm like, oh wait, that actually was John Mayer. That, that's funny. Um, so the plot, it was kind of like every movie we've ever seen a million times before. So someone has somewhat of a malicious, or at least ill heart or just some selfish intent and they are going to befriend or make peace with this group and then they turn soft and they become friends and then the secrets revealed and they turn and yeah you got it so it wasn't exactly like that because he was very upfront that he's going to do a podcast it's not like he was trying to be friends with him and then later they found out it was just for the podcast but right more or less, like, the theme, like, still kind of was there. So when he first is introduced to this Texas family and he's kind of judgmental and he sees how different they are, we kind of, I kind of knew he was going to have a soft spot for them at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But what I did not see is who the killer was. And I, I liked the story. I liked following him. Um, I was never bored watching this. I think it has a lot of good dynamics. Um, and I really liked the characters. I think they were they were really fun uh, to watch yeah so like when i first saw this and my thoughts in my head were i saw the trailer and i i was like oh bj novak movie and like i think in my head of the character ryan from did you watch the office do you did you did you remember okay so if you if maybe you would have even stronger preconceived notions going in if you had known his character because his character in the office is like super super mega douchey like he is like he's he's like one of the main one of the better villains on the show i would say and um so i was expecting something kind of like tone deaf and like out of touch and clunky and i was not expecting a good movie honestly i was expecting like kind of something that is like trying but misses the mark and i was extremely pleasantly surprised i really liked vengeance uh i i think 
unlike a couple other movies we've talked about recently where the sticking the landing has been a, a topic, I don't love how this movie ends. I don't like the conclusion that much. The explanation, the the jo- like the the kind of wrapping in a bow is a little. It's it's kind of like oh we I don't know how we were gonna get to the end. It's it's I a little abrupt. I liked how they figured out who the killer was. I was I was like if yeah. end this open endedly, then I I still want to know. I liked that, but after that, I was like, eh, I, I don't really know. Yeah, I think I think what I, and it's it, when I'm talking about like the ending, I'm talking about the last 10, 15 minutes maybe, like really, really ending ending. Up until that point, it's a very tight narrative and pretty solidly funny. Like a lot of the banter is funny to me, and a lot of it is fish out of water comedy. It's it's big New York guy goes to this podunk town, and then they say their podunk town things, and then he reacts, and that's the comedy is seeing their seeing their different reactions to things. And then the story story is him talking to people and like trying to figure out story beats and then like the Ashton Kutcher character is like the overarching like come back around wrap things up character he's like a music producer and he's got he's kind of like hippy dippy he's got these philosophy things and and so BJ Novak's drawn to him because he's like what do you do like you're a you're you're like a me you're like a, you're like a big city like what what are you doing out here with all these people and then Ashton Kutcher says all his fancy like Oh, here's all my philosophy about how I live my life. It's real people, and it's this is the yeah. re- this is real, and you know he does his thing, and like B.J. Novak's intrigued, but he doesn't fully buy it. But what I also <laughs> like, what I like about how this goes is that is what I was expecting is B.J. Novak dunks on like stupid rural folks is what I was worried about. But the rural like Texas people are not portrayed as pure stereotype. They have their own motivations and conniving things. And like, they have their own stuff going on. Like when it's revealed like two thirds in that, like they are kind of putting on being in quotations dumber than they appear like the Alamo scene and the whole funeral setup. Like it's a little more, like the the brother know like knows that they're on the, the sister was on drugs. I just like that it plays both sides a little fairer and isn't just like beating you over the head, you know. Mm-hmm. It's something, yeah. It's, it feels more organic that way. But uh, did you like the twists coming? Like you know, the, the what what? How did you expect like this to wrap through? Because like we're following the sister or the not the sister, the girlfriend, and we think like oh she probably just OD'd. But what were you expecting? I think there were actually was a killer. So I don't I don't think that she necessarily OD'd. I do think there was more to it because once he realized that she was um that she had an addiction problem and he kinda like blew up and he's like, Why am I even here? Like this is so mm-hmm. dumb, there's no story anymore yep. and I'm like, No, I I still think there is I still think you're gonna find it. So I did think there actually was a story, but I did not see her being an addict just because the way that her brother was like, we're going to find this killer and we're going yeah. to be. And, it, and then the way he said, it just makes no sense. Like she doesn't even take an aspirin. Like everyone, like the cops aren't helping. <laughs> we're going to do this. So I actually, I really did think that someone did actually go out and kill her. It's that weird towny folk speak where it's like, bless your heart. Where like everyone talks, <laughs> like everyone, like they, everything sounds a certain way, but like it's, it, it's a code. It's like uh, everyone, everyone's at the party. What is it? The after party? Everyone's at the after party, but no one was there. Like, no one it's was the there, same yeah. thing. 
everyone speaks in townie, you know, and it's it's something I kind of recognize growing up in a small town in you know middle of nowhere kind of place, and I remember it, and I, I never really understood it. It didn't click with me as a, as a person. But like when they say things like, um, it's at the first dinner, t- it's at like the dinner table scene when they're first talking, like. Uh, what do you love about Whataburger? And there's like, it's right there. It's right like, there. It's right there. And they're like, okay, but in this scenario, BJ Novak's being like me. This is what I would do. Like, okay, but like, let's put the scenario. There's four restaurants here. There's the McDonald's. And, the Bur- <laughs> and they're all just like, you fucking idiot. You don't get it. It's right there. What don't you understand? And, then, and, like, and he's just like, okay, all right, I don't get it. And, 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 and I think the one guy, uh, Boyd Holbrook, the, the, main, the main brother is like, it's it, you don't you can point to the reasons, but you just love it, and you don't need to you don't need to point to the reasons. You just you know that's enough, and that's like kind of a lot of their differences and and everything is like the towny way is like bless the bless your heart. The everyone was at the party, no one was at the party. It's like we speak politely, but we don't speak truthfully. There's something about that. Whereas like B J Novak is like. I date seven women at once and I don't care about anybody. Like, it's just, just like a very, it's just so, it's, it's it's like the opposite ends. It's very entertaining. The way that they kind of like get him soft where they, where, you know, he goes to the hospital and they all visit him all, all as a family. I don't mm-hmm. think that was enough. Like, I think they needed no. to get even fluffier to show that they're actually a family because all they really did was all show up around the hospital, which is like nice. Like if yeah. this guest was staying with me and their car blew up, like, yeah, I would go to the hospital too. But it's like you needed to see a family tradition or you needed to see something else to really kind of change his ways and be like, oh, maybe I should actually, you know, take not take people for granted and see people who they are instead of, like, yeah. ways. I don't think that was as fully convincing as it should have been. Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with you there, because, like, and you could have used the Whataburger, too, because they used the Whataburger as a great example earlier of, like, why do you love it? Because it's there and you love it. And, like, he doesn't understand that. Like, you could have used that, like, the later on they have the Whataburger scene where he goes, and then after that is when I think they blow up at each other, and they kind of have, like, oh, you knew she was an addict this whole time, and then that's where they, they dress each other down. But I, I think, yeah, that would have been a good opportunity to, like, layer things in, and then, like, at that moment explodes, and then... Yeah, I, I think that that could have cut more, but um, yeah, it's more of a it's it's a it's a, a structural nitpick. I think I yeah. like, I think what I really, what I, I just like took note of like my favorite scenes because I, I I was seeing this for the second time, like just kind of refreshing myself because I remembered it pretty well. My favorite just gags are at the funeral. The picture of her is it's her kissing him on the cheek and it's him like holding up a drink and like putting his finger up in the air like the funeral (laughs) funeral picture and he has to speak at it and he's just like making shit up like that's a classic like The Office I don't know if it sounds like you didn't watch The Office but that's a very The Office scene where like he goes to the funeral he didn't even want to go to and he's accidentally like the star I I don't know that's a (laughs) worse for me The way that No please continue Oh no, the way that the cops in this movie are so, so useless, it's almost oh like... Oh my god, that was my next too... transition. That was exactly what I was going to talk about next with the cop departments. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like too exaggerated. Like, it's almost like too comedic. Like, they're so, so stereotypical and so useless. Like, there's really no point to them at all. Like, even the last scene where they were like, people like radioing them on the 
walkie-talkies, like, oh, this person dies, this happened. They're like, oh, well, this person died. I didn't think that would happen, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, Well, yeah, because they're all in on the, uh, what is it? They're all in on the after party, too, though. I wasn't there. Like, that's such a weird scene, too, later on when the after party goes and literally everybody's there. And it's like, we were all just pretending none of this happened. Like, they all just pretend none of it happens. It's so strange. And I, but there is something, like, true about it to me, about Small Town, where, like, Everyone just politely agrees things aren't real, and then they all go do them, and then they pretend they don't. Like, there is something so strange to me about, like, to me, that makes no sense at all. Why would you ever do that? But there is something true about it, you know? For a community that had such a bad drug problem, you think there'd be more violence around. Like, there wasn't any, like, gangs or there I mean, there were, but it wasn't... Yeah as super prevalent like it's just kind of hush hush but you know in any society when there's that big of a problem that everyone talks about and everyone knows there's going to be a lot more violence um kind of around they didn't really show that well it all it all felt very controlled and i think that's kind of part of the point is that like ashton kutcher because like it's revealed that ashton kutcher is kind of like the big bad in quotations right yeah he's he's in charge of the town in 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 so many words and so like it, he's kind of like the old school like mob would have been back in the day where like they protect the town you know they're, they're they they run a racket you know you don't want any problems you give us a little money we keep you safe kind of things and like it works both ways where like if you pay them the money they actually do protect the neighborhood and actually everyone is if is covered and then when someone comes in like they actually do fuck with you like i think in in my heart of hearts ashton kutcher actually has the town's interest at heart best, but he's willing to do like the ruthless cleanup stuff. Like when someone goes too far with their drugs, they got to go kind of thing, you know, like yeah. hey, everyone can, everyone can have fun at the, at the hangout after party. But when someone goes too far, it's Ashton Kutcher's job to clean the town up and keep it nice for everybody and keep everything right there. As they say, I, I yeah. think, I think that's, I think that's kind of the, the bigger point. Um, Having said all that, I do think the ending is a little... It's just a little sloppy. Like, he shoots him. Like, Ashton Kutcher oh, goes on a big speech, and BJ Novak shoots just, him. That's, eh. just, to make, that's yeah. just to make the movie full circle. And I agree. I didn't like that they shot him either. But in the beginning, when he got in the car with Tyler, Tyler was like, we're going to shoot this guy. And then mm-hmm. Ben is yeah. like, I'm not really a gun kind of person. I'm just going to define the character, or however he says <laughs> what he's going to do. So right. the fact that it came full circle and it kind of meant, you know, he's loyal to these people now and he found the killer and he is going to have vengeance or or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't, I agree. I don't like that either. And he didn't even seem panicked or whatever. He was just like, you know, I did it. It's done. Now time to yeah. move on. So I, I agree. I, I didn't like that either. And Tyler, like, very much knew exactly what happened and how her sister died. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, he he didn't get mad at Ashton Kutcher at all. Like, he didn't even talk to him. He didn't even, like, look at him. He knew he was the source. And I'm sure he mm-hmm. knew they were secretly dating, even though his sister kind of, uh, changed the phone to be Ben's name. Like, I, I'm sure everyone knew they had a fling. I'm sure he has a fling with all the girls. Yeah, and I, that's another thing. Is like it's 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 part of the town dynamic, and like you said, he doesn't get mad at Ashton Kutcher exactly, but it's like uh, think about it like practically. If you had a sibling like who died of an OD, or like yeah, you would be mad at the dealer. Yeah, you'd be mad at the shithead friends they hung out with. We just did another movie about all about addiction. Like yeah, you would be mad at the people, but like at the end of the day, the person 
that you should be mad at is the person who's the addict, the person who's yeah. fucking up. Like, like as as hard and like hurtful and then like unfair and all the jazz as it is, like that's that's who the buck stops with. And so, and so, Bj Novak has to shoot Ashton Kutcher to 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 clean the town. This is this is my whole thing. Like like it's 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 a pretty t- tight, solid, like fair movie up until the end, and then I'm like. It just has to be a movie and kind of end, you know. And like, what's the ending? They they go back, uh, they reconcile, and they he decides not to produce the podcast and and keep it. I as know. A, I I wish he produced the yeah. podcast because it's not. Well, like he shot Ashton Kutcher. I don't know if he wants to. Maybe he wants to keep that under the under wraps. I don't know. Yeah, That's true. I don't know. But it, it's not okay. That aside, before Ashton Kutcher got in his head about what it really means, like. If he kept it the way that his boss wanted him to, where just um, accepting that she did get an OD and he had this realization, I honestly forgot what the realization was, but he, he like found himself and he didn't want answers in the world. I kind of, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what, but I still think that has truth to the ending and that's still valid. Like he, I think they should have left pinpointing the murder and kept it open-ended. I... I th- I kind of agree. I th- I tend to agree with you only because I don't love the ending, and so I'm kind of willing to try other types of things. I think maybe yeah, maybe something a little more open ended, a little more ambiguous, or a little a little looser. Because 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 the re- if you're if the whole point of the movie is like oh the liberal city folks they they like they think they have it all figured out but they're so detached and they don't uh, they don't really live life and if and then if the critique of the of the rural population is oh they they help everyone out and they're really good to their community but they don't face up to their problems and they don't and they hide things and they sweep things under their rug and they don't really they're not honest with with what's going on if that's the critique of like the two way these people are living then i think the the conclusion doesn't quite serve that like it doesn't quite like say like and here's a solution or here's a path forward i guess the best it is is just like um, be patient with each other. Be tolerant. You know, you never know. The st- <laughs> you never know the struggle. So if someone yells at you and, and they're having a bad day, you, maybe they're just having a bad day. Maybe they're not the worst person in the world, and they just they had a, a moment of weakness. And maybe we should just be a little more graceful with each other, perhaps. I, I agree. Um, and <laughs> one character, one character that I, I do admire who has more depth than what she put on was the mom. Like she had some yeah liners. That were like, ooh, that kind of stuck. Like when, um, I think this was after Ben freaked out and the mom was kind of explaining why she might do drugs. And she's like, well, mm-hmm. it's like people kind of like you. We're like, you're in and out of people's lives. You don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like that could, that could hurt someone and that could lead someone to do these kinds of things. And I'm like, whoa, mom, like you actually <laughs> have a lot more going in there than you, than you play Oh, on. bless your heart, huh? Bless your heart. Mm-hmm. And she, she said a few other things I can't exactly remember, but things that make you think like, wow, she's really, she has a lot of depth in her character. She, it's just like, unfortunately, she's put in a position where she's in a shallow, like, <laughs> I don't know, shallow environment. Did you, um, did you watch uh, Succession, the HBO show? No, I didn't. 
Uh, see, that's one like she's uh, that actress, J. Smith Cameron. She's um she's one of the like big supporting roles in that. She plays like the company CFO. I think you would uh, that that might be up your. I think you might be able to like that show. I, I, I <laughs> you like you like shows. You like putting shit on. I think that's something you would you could get behind, especially working in the white collar business world. It would be relatable material but anyway uh, i'm trying to think any other bits on vengeance i made notes of the whataburger the funeral scene i laughed at um i do like the john mayer scene at the beginning where he he says something like you know i'm really thinking about settling down you know i i date six or seven women at once but i sometimes really think about what it's like to date two or three you know <laughs> <laughs> and bj Novak's like you know that's so that would be so special. That would be so de- like. I, it's just. It's it's just. At it's first, it's good I stuff. <laughs> I interpreted that wrong. I thought um, Ben was trying to impress or like learning from John Mayer or like trying. Oh, to John Mayer. okay. I thought okay. he was like the dopey nerd, like trying to be cool with him. And John Mayer was actually cool until uh, I realized. Uh, okay. that- no, he's he's a player. Just despite the lack of looks he has, he's somehow into woman. I was gonna say, there's there's the BJ Novak. I wrote this role for myself. I'm a I'm a I'm a suave New York ladies man. Yeah, and you BJ look at Novak. him and you're like, you are five foot eight, and you've got like not the best looking face. So I don't know how <laughs> I'm competing I, with these like finance bros in New York. But I, I guess when it comes. To- when it comes to guys, you know, it's the hustle. I guess he just probably he puts himself out there. I don't know. I don't know. It's a uh, it's a it's a fine film, and uh, at least that's what I think. Do you recommend Vengeance? Yeah, I think we should on this a little bit more than than what it actually was worth. Yeah, we I, took our usual shots, you know. That's true. So I finished this movie, and again, I really liked it. I think it's a good airplane movie. Like, it, there's no inappropriate scenes where someone's looking over and be like, "What the hell are they watching?" Um, it, it really carried on. Um, it, it was a solid plot and I think I was engaged the entire time. So I give this a thumbs up for if you're on a plane and you want to pass some time and just throw this movie on. There you go. If you're on a plane, I mean, this, this is coming out uh, at the end of a holiday weekend. So if you're on a long flight back, you're on a road trip. I don't know why you'd be on a road trip watching your car. Maybe, maybe you're the passenger in the car, the, uh, and, you, and you, you're on your you're on your phone. I agree with you. Vengeance is good. Uh, I, it's I, I think it's like a three and a half star movie. Um, it's better than like if you look at the tra- if you watch the trailer. I think it's better than the trailer kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I can see so, the trailer being like really stereotypical and overly dramatic. The, I didn't watch most... it. But I can see it being like that. That's what I, like I bet it, like if you watch the trailer, Jess, like you would. But when I when I said I was thinking about doing it for the show, I meant it was going to be a me, Mama K, and Nicole. I was going to leave you off because I was like, oh, this is like not Jess's kind of humor at all. Like <laughs> BJ Novak's pretentious douche. I didn't think you liked The Office, so I was like, that's just not Jess's humor. I didn't think you'd like it. And then you text me, I just saw Vengeance. It's good. I'm like, Vengeance, the BJ Novak movie. I'm like, yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> I didn't think you fucking would like that at all. But I was pleasantly surprised that you were pleasantly surprised. And so I to think to be fair, I don't all... even I didn't know who BJ Novak was at all, so I didn't have any prior notion of him. There you go. I give you too much. Con- I, I was like, I think she's gonna hate BJ Novak because The Office. And what I didn't anticipate was that you didn't even know who he was to begin with. So yeah, two true. recommends, <laughs> two recommends for Vengeance uh, streaming now near you. Twenty twenty two film, good movie, Vengeance. And if you have things to recommend to us, 
uh, we have a few slots available before the Oscar movies kind of start up, end of September, October, and then there's stuff coming down the pike, and we'll, we'll talk about that in the upcoming episodes. Uh, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube. You can just Google Films with Women in My Life. I know that's a fucking mouthful, so you should probably just do that one time. Hit the subscribe thing, and then when <laughs> it comes up, you know. it's I'm just trying to make your life easier. So, anyway, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for being on for Vengeance, Jess. Yeah, thank you. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.